This is going to be Garbage Time, brought to you by the 48 Minutes Network, 48MinutesNetwork.com. This is our second show of the week we'll do during the playoffs, probably the offseason. Basically, we're doing this show because I was tired of us missing out on a lot of things from the time we would record to what went up. So, especially during the playoffs, there's a lot going on. I really wanted to have us on top of everything for our show. So, this is myself and Ben Brown. We'll be doing this uh, Garbage Time show for you. Check us out, 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can check out all of our writings and all of our articles and what our show is coming up. Court Stormer is obviously a big deal uh, as we're doing our, our college basketball show, which we're going to be doing some different things with that soon as well. Um, also, last but not least, check out 48 Minutes, our regular show, which will be on the same RSS feed as this show here on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So here we go. Let's get this started. Everybody, welcome to Garbage Time, a 48 minutes second parter. Now, um, this show is going to be our second episode of the week every week during the postseason and probably the off season, where we touch on the things we miss. Like I don't know, when we record on a Wednesday night and LeBron James hits a buzzer beater that same night, and then the Utah Jazz blow a huge lead to the Oklahoma City Thunder that same night, and we can't talk about till the next week when those teams, when those series are already over. So we're just going to do two shows a week now um, to kind of take care of that. So I am Tim Daniel. Joining me is Mr. Ben Brown, who you remember from the days of Here Come the Young Guns and the Dropping Balls podcast. Ben, how are you? Doing well, my friend. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for jumping on this this show with me to do this second show of the week. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm excited. Uh, playoff basketball is where it's at, and we've had some great performances and great series, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to talking about those and uh, keeping people up to speed on what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and start with the obvious uh, thing today was Game 7, the Cavaliers-Pacers series, a series that really was very interesting and a lot of back and forth. Um, The two biggest biggest wins were the Pacers' blowout wins, and you kind of saw that it looks like they just ran out of gas at the end. I certainly Mm -hmm. thought they were a better team. uh, But obviously, that other team had LeBron James, and he's... Unbelievable. There's nothing like him. Um, the fact that the series went seven is crazy. Uh, the Pacers, I gained so much respect for. I actually picked the Cavs to sweep this series. I was obviously wrong. Um, I know you're a Pacers guy. So I am. What, what did you think about this series? What, 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 ta- what, what are you taking away from it? Um, gosh, I'm just so impressed by uh, the rise of Victor Oladipo from our end. I mean, I, mean, I know he was an all-star. Uh, but you look at the, you know, you look at the Pacers. They, pay, they trade Paul George, who is obviously their best player. They get Oladipo, and you're kind of wondering, okay, what are we going to do? Who's going to be that guy? And I mean, and he just kind of took over. I mean, he took over that leadership role. They had so many, you know, so many co-stars, and 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 you know, people talk about the craziness of Lance Stevenson and and. Uh, but that guy, I mean, he averaged 10 points a series. I mean, and, and they can say his antics don't mess with, with the other team, but it's got to be distracting to play against that. I mean, all the time. I mean, so you look at our young talent, and, uh, you know, you're very impressed. You know, but when you're going against LeBron James, like you just 
I mean, he is just that kind of guy. Like he can carry teams. He carried them. He willed them to seven. You know, a game seven win. I mean, you look at that game five where he has the block. Then he comes down and hits the three. I mean, like, and I think I was texting you when when that happened, and I was like, it's unbelievable. Like the guy is just. He's 15 years in the league, and I mean, he just is just still unstoppable. Like, I mean, and you can say goaltend, no goaltend, it really doesn't matter because he hits a three to win the game. So, exactly my point I made on you know, all, all the Yeah. I mean, but he is just amazing, man. Just amazing. Just how, I mean, he, you just don't expect a guy at this many years, this many games, this many. Series, he's been to eight straight finals. I mean, and he's still doing it at the most dominant levels. I mean, I know that Oladipo made a great drive to the basket, but I saw LeBron coming. I'm like, dude, he's gonna block that. Yeah, we all saw that. Who, yeah, like, like, yeah, like that's just who LeBron is. And then he catches that ball. You know, he catches that ball with three seconds left, and you just know it's going in. Yeah. You know, and people kind of talk about, oh, he's not this, he's not that. Like, people just need to stop and just admire the greatness of LeBron. I mean, Enjoy it, yeah. Yes. Nobody ever said anything about, oh, well, Jordan's this, Jordan's that. And and I'm a Jordan guy, but, like, everybody seemed to, like, just take their time and enjoy Michael Jordan. They just enjoyed him. But everybody wants to nitpick LeBron about this and that. Like, you can't tell me there's another player on the planet in the last 15 years has done the things he's done and still is the underdog. Like, still people still root against Like, how do you root against this guy? He is amazing. He's an amazing talent. And and for him, what he did to this Cavs, I mean, it's almost like 09 Cavaliers, dude. Like, let's be honest about this. Like, they like, might be worse. Yeah, I mean, like, I know they got the trade. They got Kevin Love. They got the trade and got – Hood and, and Clarkson and, you know, Nance. But come on, let's be honest, man. Those, those guys, those guys don't, I mean, they don't know what playoff basketball is besides love. I mean, right. and, George Hill. And, yeah, George Hill. But I mean, it, like, he is just carrying them. I mean, <laughs> what do you have, 45 today? Like, come on, man. Yeah, like, with eight rebounds and seven assists. Eight, yeah, eight rebounds and seven assists. And the other night he went for 44. 10 and 8? Like, come on. Like, like it, nobody else can do that. Nobody else can do that and not get the respect that he doesn't get. And everybody wants to make excuses for him. And I'm like, bro, LeBron is just a monster. He's an absolute monster. And you just got to you just gotta respect it. Got to give him props. But I'm happy that my patients went 7 with him because nobody else thought that they would. And you know the you know the young lion Oladipo man. I'm just I'm just so impressed with him and so very happy that he was able to perform and do the things that he did. And and that team uh, as a whole, they just they showed up and they represented. I was very very pleased with them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, to put in hindsight, what your what your point about LeBron James is 45 those nine rebounds actually in seven. Not a big Unbelievable, deal. Dude. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. James Harden today had 41 eight and seven. And we all, all you saw on Twitter was how great of a game James Harden had and how James Harden's the MVP, which is, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't mind that. Um, but that's, a, that's another topic for another day, too. Right. I, yeah. I, I'm just, 
you know. But anyway, I mean, they're going to give him the MVP because he, you know, he he probably needs that MVP for his legacy, which is cool. But come yeah. on, man, like it's like when Michael Jordan's in the league. Like if you give the MVP other than anybody but Michael Jordan, like is it really their MVP? Like come on, like you can't tell me LeBron player is not the best player on the best team, like or the best player on his team. And if they don't have him, nothing rolls. Right, exactly. That team maybe wins 18, 19 games without LeBron James, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about, you know, like you mentioned, um, Victor Oladipo really became a star, not just in the postseason, but this whole year. He's definitely going to win most improved player. He's been unbelievable. Um, yes. There's been no one who's touched the things he's done for the Pacers, and obviously just what he's done to really revitalize what we thought would be a broken franchise. Um I was blown away with Miles Turner in this series. Him and Darren Collison mm-hmm. ran such a beautiful pick and roll that the Cavs, the Cavs couldn't stop at times. Um, obviously, Bodanovich had the one game where he just couldn't miss, and that got, right. the, that got the Pacers their second win. Um, but most of like, man, you know, Lance Stevenson obviously being Lance, but Thad Young, Thad Young, man, blew me away how good a defense he played. He was, I mean, there's no such thing as a LeBron stopper. But he was a LeBron container, at least for a right. little bit of the series. I mean, I get when he has two, three games where he scores forty points, that's not really containing him. But Thad, <laughs> Thad Young did that. Thad Young was very impressive in how he played with LeBron. Um, I really gained so much respect for this Pacers team. I, I uh, really look forward to seeing what they have for the future. Um, they need another scorer because you they know do. it's going to get to the point like the Cavs play defense today, where they just bracketed their third their defense on Oladipo, and when Oladipo is in trouble, you know, as much as I like Miles Turner and Thad Young, those guys can't score the way Oladipo can. Right. So if they can get another, like, 19 points a game guy to go with Oladipo, I think they could really make Mm -hmm. some noise next year. Absolutely, yeah. They're missing that one score. And, I mean, (laughs) it's funny to say that, but, I mean, there are so many free agents out there. If you put one more with them on that team, uh, they're going to be dangerous, so it'll it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do in the off season, and and uh, and they're only going to get better. Uh, you know, with Ola Depot's rise, um, you put somebody else with him, they're going to get they're going to get really good, really fast, and they are going to control the East if if they're able to get have a good off season. Yeah, I could really see a future of Boston, Philly, and Indiana running the East. Um, yes. I kind of uh, – I mean, I don't want to see the Celtics do that by any means, but the other two I'm cool with. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really fun to see Philadelphia um, in that mix just because of the storied history of that franchise. And it's all – like I said, we, we talked about this before. When Boston's good and L.A.'s good, the league is usually, usually in a good place. So it's good to see Boston um, – It'll it'll be good to see Boston kind of climb back into that, but um, if Boston, Philly, Indiana, I think you're going to have some really tough teams here in that Eastern Conference. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I agree. So um, obviously now Cleveland moves on. They will face number one seed Toronto Raptors. Uh, they they got to play Tuesday already. Which man, poor LeBron. Um, <laughs> There's a reason why he's got all that money invested yeah. into his body. Right. He's got cryogenic chambers, and <laughs> you know he's got all kinds of stuff, man. That guy will be—he welcomes that. He can't wait to get to the six and put on a show, man. Yeah, I, I think they'll beat Toronto, honestly, strictly because of him. Again, um, mm-hmm. I think it would go six. I just don't think Toronto, like as good of a season they've had and as impressive they've been. 
I just don't think they really are going to be something someone that could really give LeBron fits. Um, if he can get games like he had like from Kyle Korver uh, in game five, and, yeah. you know, like a game like he got today from George Hill, where George Hill was just running downhill and making good plays and, like, played really good defense, I, just, I can't see that the Raptors being able to beat that Cavs team because I think that LeBron's just going to be too much for them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, Toronto, for some reason, seems to not play very well against uh, Cleveland. I mean, they've always kind of struggled. Um, and it's one point uh, Kyle Lowry is going to disappear, which is, you know, it's, that's kind of been his M.O. in the playoffs. At some point, he's going to disappear. And without both of those guys being in the attack mode, as far as Lowry and DeRozan, um, that team is going to struggle, especially if LeBron plays the way LeBron um, has been playing. And uh, if just one of the if just one of the guys the role player guy steps up and just plays to their potential I, I mean it could be Rodney Hood it could be I mean it could be any of those guys uh, Clarkson one of those guys is going to have to step up and, and and give you 12 to 15 during the series uh, in order for that and Kevin Love's got to be Kevin Love I mean yeah he's got he's to bounce back yeah, he's he showed some flashes, but he's got to be he's got to be twenty two point sixteen rebound a game, Kevin Love, if they're going to have a shot and, and and make it make it a six six game series. Yeah, I'm with you. So on the other end, let's talk about the other uh, the other big name team that had a had a rough postseason series. Um, that obviously being the Oklahoma City Thunder, who were eliminated in seven games from the Utah Jazz in a game where they fell apart. Again, the, in the fourth quarter, where mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony only had four total points in the fourth quarter in all, all every game in that series. Um, Paul Paul George, you know, some games he looked excellent, some games he was terrible, and mm-hmm. what, and you know, looked Westbrook kind of had like the like the mini LeBron where he had to carry the team to succeed. It looked like, yes. Um, what is your take on that and that OKC team? Man. Um... I think sometimes you can, if you don't have the right system and the right guys, too many stars can be too much. Um, Westbrook is a guy, I mean, he can get his point. Like, I think the last game he shot 43 shots. Yeah. I mean, he was 18 for 43 in that last game. 43 shots. Um, I mean, he had 44 or 42, but it's like, you know, for him to take that many shots and Paul George only give you five and Carmelo only give you four, man, like that's that team is not going to survive with him shooting 43 shots. Like that's just, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I don't know what Paul George is going to do, uh, but he needs to be in a different system. I just don't think the Oklahoma city thunder system com- completely fits what he does, um, to his best success. Um, Carmelo, I mean, I feel bad for Carmelo because I do think, unlike LeBron, Carmelo's kind of has kind of had a decrease in skills, and that could be because of, the, of lack of touching the ball. But you can kind of see it in New York too. Like I just think that he is not where he was uh, three years ago. He wasn't. He's not the same guy. Um, and it could be where he is or what he where he's playing, but that's not the same Carmelo that we saw. 
you know, 2011, 2012, 2012, 2013. Oh, he's a shell. He's a shell of himself. Yeah, he's a shell of what he was. People can defend him. They defend him easily. Um, and if he's not hitting an open jump shot, he's pretty much not – he doesn't need to be on the floor. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where he's going – they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with him. Um, I, I'm not sure if PG signs back there or not, man. I'm not – I honestly – if he does, I mean, there's going to have to be, I mean, it could be where a thing where it could be a Kevin Durant. It could be a Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook type feel where they can get it settled down to two guys. When you're trying to placate the three guys and Carmelo still thinks he's like a top tier star, then you're not going to have success uh, in your offense. I honestly think OKC is the best spot for him. Um I think he should stay. I think him and Russ can really be something special. Next year, mm-hmm. they're going to have Andre Roberson back, so their defense is going to be back to what it was. Um, mm-hmm. And you talk about kind of Carmelo as the third guy. I kind of think more of Steven Adams as their third guy because he took such a step forward this year, and he's such a talented player. Um, I, I, I just really kind of felt like – I just feel like Melo has just kind of hit that wall, hit that ceiling of mm-hmm. who he is. And it's a shame to say because you're right. He's great. I mean, he's got a great legacy, a great Hall of Fame career as far as making baskets, most celebrated Olympian and you know, Olympic basketball player in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's done. You know, obviously, he's done great things throughout his career, but he's not about the team. You know, he's still Carmelo. When he yep. when he was asked in his exit interview if he'd consider going to the bench, he said he'll never sacrifice for a bench role, which is hilarious to me. Oh, that, absolutely. That Dwayne Wade is like no. I'll play the bench for you, Tyron Lou. No, Spol. You want me to play off the bench? I can do that and be your top guy off the bench and be your ball handler off the bench. Carmelo's like, nah, man. That's not what I do. Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like, I get it. You see that LeBron James is in your draft class, and he is still playing at this ridiculous high level, but he's also not a normal human being. Like, he's, No, he's not. He's not close to a normal human being. So that blows me away. Um... I hope Paul George stays going back to that, but I, I, I think you know I think that'd be the best place for him. But I can't blame him if he goes to LA. You know his dream has always been to be a Laker, and if that happens, that's great. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all we can say on the Thunder, or else we'll talk about their dysfunction for a while. Yeah, I mean it. It, it is. I mean, I do think that I, I do hope that Paul George stays because I do think that they will have success there. Um, but I also think that. Uh, they're going to have to figure out the Carmelo thing because Carmelo, it's it's weird because you see this with a lot of guys. Like, they don't realize, like, you know, you not being about the team is, is a worse look for you than it is than it is for anybody else. So, well, you, for sure. you know, for you to say that, oh, well, I'm not coming off the bench. I'm like, do you think anybody else is going to want to play, you know, want to play you or want to put you in a different spot? Like, I mean, just look at your season, like. You just didn't play very well. Now, the granted that that could just be, you know, him being an OKC and not being used to what it is, or or whatever it may be. But you know, he's just not—he's not Carmelo, Carmelo. You know, so he's got to realize that and just take a role where he's going to get his opportunities, at least stay in the league. Right, I agree. You know? So on the other end of that series, let's kind of give our props to Utah. I know they lost in game one today against Houston. That's a tough team to play on a turnaround after that OKC series when you only got a day break. 
Um, Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you can't talk about Utah without talking about Donovan Mitchell and how amazing he's been. I really hate that Ricky Rubio is hurt for the for, for a couple for the first couple of games of this series. Not that yeah. I think he's going to like really win them any games. I think Houston's going to run through them. But he's been so good. You know, he got a man bun, and then all of a sudden yes, he just took he off. Did get a man bun. He got a man bun. He sprouted a shooting <laughs> sleeve with it, and all of a sudden he was <laughs> like, "I can do this point guard thing. Watch me." So, yeah. um. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, oh man! I'm really excited for Utah. I don't think they stand a chance against Houston. They might pull a game, um, but I don't really. But you know, they definitely deserve a lot of credit for winning those OKC games, especially after blowing a thirty-point lead. They still managed winning the series. Yeah, I I agree with that. Utah. Um, I mean, the, the Mitchell kid. Oh my goodness! He had a coming out party, man. I mean, that guy. Whew. He was special in that series. He he was so special. He looks like a young um, Dwayne Wade. Yes, he did. I mean, and and I mean, I remember him playing at Louisville, but I'm like, man, he he reminds me. You're right. He reminds me of Dwayne Wade coming out of Marquette. Like, like yeah, you know, he was a good basketball player. You know, he he did some good things, but man, he got to the like he got to the league, and it was like it was like Clark Kent going into the booth becoming Superman. I mean, it, like where is where this guy come from? Like, he's amazing. You know, and he did kind of everything for Utah. Um, I, you know, scoring, rebounding, playing defense. I mean, he 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 became the guy there. You know, it's it's hard to become the man in Utah. I mean, but he's done it. Yeah. So uh, he was he was very special. Um, but I, I'm with you, man. I hate to see that Rubio is down first couple games. Um, but I do think that Houston is the team to beat. I don't think that uh, Rubio or no Rubio, I don't think that they have a shot. Um, like I do agree that they'll get one because James Harden usually has a third game somewhere, game three, game four. Um, he's usually due for one of those. Um, and then, you know, but other than that, if he doesn't have a third game, then he'll be uh, – then they'll sweep them out, I think, pretty quick. Because I think that Houston is probably the team to beat. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, ooh, I almost fell in my chair there. I was about to agree with you so much. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll kind of talk real quick before we get into the second half or second round series. The other, uh, the other finish, obviously, being um, last night Boston and Milwaukee, and another game where Terry Rozier has earned himself a contract next year for. Where he's going to be someone's starting point guard, and mm-hmm. that is hilarious to me because, you know, he's he's really – you can never expect a guy to fill in and be Kyrie Irving by any means, but he has really done such a good job since he's kind of taken that spot over. And a lot of that is obviously having B-Steve as your coach and B-Steve really making that point guard. You kind of see – he's kind of getting his Isaiah Thomas stats. Yes, he we're, is. We're like in Brad Stevens' offense, the point guard's such, like, so, such a big deal. Absolutely. Um. So, but he's just, he's really taken off and he's been so good for them. And obviously now Boston gets to go play Philly, which I cannot wait for that series. That starts Tuesday, uh, tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night, man. Yeah. yeah. So, There's tomorrow night. or when you people listen to this tonight, because this yes. will go up Monday morning. Um, <laughs> so, uh, not really much to say on that series besides Milwaukee just doesn't have a lot. I still don't know who Joe Prenti is. Apparently he's the head coach of the Bucks. So someone told me. I don't buy it. Um, I don't buy it either. No, he looks I saw like him, uh, he looks like the Creed coach. Hands. He does. I saw him shake hands with uh, Stevens, <laughs> Brad Stevens. I'm like, who is that guy? They're like, that's the head coach of the Bucks. I'm like, really? I, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> he 
Yeah, I'm like sure he's the Bucks head coach. Huh. I'm sure he'll get a Knicks interview in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because they're just interviewing absolutely. everybody. Yeah. Um. He'll, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I, I would really like so they're going to invest a lot in the Giannis. Obviously, they have a new arena coming next year, and so the Bucks and the Bucks got some good play from Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe had a really good game in Game Seven, but it wasn't enough, obviously. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't really know how I feel about the Bucks yet. I just really wish they had more guys put around Giannis. And I'm going to be really excited when Jabari Parker's not there next year. Except for he'll probably be a Bull. Yeah, he'll probably play for the Bulls next year. He probably will. Um, the Bucks are tough, man. I mean, like, because you want to – like, like Giannis is so good. But you know that, you know, are they going to put people around him? Are they going to do what it takes to make him a franchise guy and put guys around him that are going to make that team better? Will they do that? I don't know. I mean, I think that they want to do that, but I, I, I don't think that they will. I'm not, I'm not sure what they'll do. I mean, I like Middleton. I like, you know, I, I mean, I like the team, but I just don't think that they'll put the guys around Giannis, which is a shame because I think next year um, he may be he may be your pick for MVP because I think he's heading in that direction. He's going to, you know, hopefully he develops a jump shot. Um He's so long and athletic um, that he's a guy that can take over a game, um, kind of like LeBron James does offensively and defensively. So hopefully they'll put some people around him, uh, knowing the Bucks they probably won't, um, and and uh, they'll still be a six or seven seed next year and and uh, out in the first round. So yeah, I agree with that. So that's all that. And on the other end, so now we can get into the Celtics. Um, you know, obviously, I think right now it's kind of like, is it weird to say it's wherever Terry Rozier takes them is where they'll go? Uh, I mean, it is kind of weird, but I'll say this for the Celtics, man. How good is Brad Stevens, man? Dude, he's like, awesome. Gosh, is he such a good coach, man? Like To be down Kyrie like, and Gordon Hayward and do what he did this year. Yes. I mean, how good is that guy, man? He is just unreal. He's such an unreal coach, and and the job that he's been able to do, uh, losing you know your franchise guy and Kyrie, you know you lose Hayward the first minute of the, of the season, um, you know you're asking Al Horford to give you big minutes and big points. You're like, you're like man, like like, and he's doing it. You know he's doing it. It hasn't changed the style one bit. They still play the same kind of tempo. Now, you know, the big help to all that is has been that Jalen Brown has kind of stepped up and been the main, even though he was out today. And they still were able to get buckets, you know, from Tatum. And yep. Of course, Rozier. I mean, it's it's been – You know, Horford. I mean, it, it's, it's like the train keeps rolling, man. Whoever they put in there, the train keeps rolling. I really like – I like Boston, and I like Boston – because Brad Stevens is such an amazing coach. Yeah, I like I like the talent they have, but I hate the Celtics. So right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm not having any of that liking the Celtics stuff. Mm-hmm. That was cool in like 2008. It's not cool anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not yeah. good anymore. Yeah, we they had their fun. It's it's you know, so. All right, let's talk about the second half series. Now, obviously, two already been in, in play. 
Uh, Golden State obviously gets the big win to start the series without Steph Curry beating New Orleans last night by 22. Mm-hmm. Draymond has a crazy game. Told um, you, man. Train don't roll without Draymond, baby. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that New Orleans is going to be good enough to probably take two in that series. I think Anthony Davis is going to have one of those ridiculous games, especially when they go back home. Um, I would love to see this series if they had Boogie, because I think he would just make such a difference, especially with the way Drew Holiday and Ronda are playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Golden State just could be too much. I think Golden State would win that one in six. Yeah, I I had to agree with you on that one, man. I would love to see Boogie um, in this series um, because I do think that he is kind of that guy that gives them that Draymond Greenfield, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. he's the guy that gives them that attitude, that that funk, and that flavor. Where you know a guy like Draymond comes out and has a triple double. I mean, if he's got to guard Boogie. Or if he has to guard Anthony Davis, I mean that that's a different feeling game, man. Because he's then he becomes a pounder guy, you know, a, a guy that's down low having to beat on those guys because they don't have a whole lot of size. So I mean, one of those guys got to one of those, you know, Durant's either got to go down there, which he ain't going down there. So then he's got to you got Anthony Davis with Durant on the block, or you've got Draymond on Anthony Davis or Draymond on Boogie. So it's like you, you just give them different matchups, different matchup issues, on top of the fact that Rondo and and uh, Holiday have been playing out of their mind. So you know you it would have been a little bit different feel. Uh, I don't think it'll get six. I think it'll get five. Um, Anthony Davis will get a one, um, but I think that Steph will be back. Yeah, he's supposed to be back for game two. Yeah, game two, game three. Um, if he plays game two. If he plays game two, they may sweep him. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play game two, he plays game three, they may get one in New Orleans and make it go five. Um, I think when Steph comes back, they're going to try to get Steph into a flow. Steph may not be in a flow, and Pelicans may get one there. But other than that, um, I don't think see it going more than five. Okay, so I got six, you got five. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the other end, so we saw Houston win today, like we said, against Utah. Utah mm-hmm. having that very quick turnaround. And um, so that was pretty, you know, pretty tough for them, obviously, like we said. Yeah. I just can't see a way that Utah really wins this series. As much as I love Quinn Snyder, as much as I love their team, um, I don't see any way possible. I would say that I would pick Houston to win this one five. I think James Harden and Chris Paul are just going to be way too much. Yeah. And not having Ricky Rubio for a couple games, you know, you're really expect, you're really putting a lot of the load on Donovan Mitchell there. I love mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert is definitely going to be Defensive Player of the Year, but I don't think that he's really going to be able to be enough for the for the Rockets. I mean, to make a dent into this series against the Rockets. I agree with that. Um, I do think they'll get one. Like I said, I think Harden is always due for a poo-poo game. Uh, at some point in the series where he'll go, you know, three for 16 or three for 17. Um, and then you'll be able to get, get a little bit there. But, um, I think Houston, man, is just the team to beat. I think that, uh, you got Chris Paul, James Harden. They're both playing well. Capella is playing well. Um, I think that, uh, I think Houston will get them. I think they'll get them in five. I agree with that. I think that, I think that uh, 
Houston will get them in five, and, and it'll be pretty quick and, and over easy for the Rockets. Just the way I like my eggs is how it'll be for the Rockets. Absolutely. Not really. I'm more of a scrambled guy, but <laughs> you, you just set me up too nice for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so on the Eastern Conference side, man, we obviously have the one. This it's uh, Yes, it went chalk. One versus four, two versus three. So Toronto and Cleveland obviously starts Tuesday night. Um, I think I would not be shocked if the Raptors win game one, but I think they will. And I think Cleveland will take game two, just like the last series. Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland will win this one in six. Um, and I think that Cleveland's going to go on and be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would agree with that. I think that um, I think it'll go six. Um, I, I do think Toronto will get game one as well, just because they'll be so hyped. I mean, Drake will be in the building, and, and they'll be all yelling, screaming, and waving towels. And, and of course... You know, of course, uh, LeBron. I mean, I don't think LeBron will be tired. I think everybody else will be tired. <laughs> LeBron doesn't get tired. LeBron doesn't. You know, what I mean, he doesn't feel that. You know, he's got cryogenic chambers and he's got all kinds of stuff going on, so he don't get tired. He did say um, he was tired today in the, in, the, yeah. in the press conference. He's like, I want to go home and take a nap. He's dude. That's he's tired because those guys are getting heavy. He ain't tired because of basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you got it, when you got to carry 11 other dudes, I mean, that's, that's a lot of weight to carry. So, you know, it's, it's a, uh, you know, I don't think it's a fact that he's tired of playing basketball. That guy's, he's a machine. I'm pretty sure if you, if he cuts himself, he, it, he bleeds iron. Like it's just, he's just unreal. <laughs> that's what I thought in uh, game six. When I saw him bleed from the eye, I was like, he bleeds. He bleeds like like it's kind of like Drago and right. Rocky Four. Yeah. You're like you caught him. You hurt him. I'm like I don't think I didn't think that was possible. No, like, he's bleeding. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so I, I think that the Cavs will get him in six. Um, I think Toronto takes one. I think actually I think Toronto may blow them out. It'll look worse than what it really is because I think Cleveland and the other guys will be really tired. Um, but I think in game two, um, they'll get them. I think Cleveland will get them game three. Toronto gets four, and then I think Cleveland gets them five and six. So I think it'll go six, but I think Cleveland will wind up, wind up getting them. Just be, like I said, um, Kyle Lowry has, a, has the uh, reputation of just disappearing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going if I'm going LeBron James or DeMar DeRozan, if you're going star versus star, I mean I got to go with my man LBJ. That's right, man. I'm with you. So that brings us to the most fun series, being mm. Philly and Boston. And mm. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be honest here, man. I think if Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving were healthy, I'd have a different opinion on this series. But I'm I'm liking Philly way too much. Everything is working for them right now. They can't miss a beat. Ben Simmons has been excellent. They've had Joel Embiid back. He's rocking the Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry, Phantom of the Process. Sorry, Philly fans. <laughs> I know. You've Phantom got, of the Process. You've got Marco Bellinelli go. and J.J. Reddick scoring the way they are for them. Um, Ursan Ilyasova has played good minutes for them. Amir Johnson. Markel Fultz is at some point going to be unleashed in this series. He's going to have some crazy game off the bench, I think. Um, yep. I really am excited about this series, but I am I am all Philly in this one, man. I'm trusting the process, but I think it's going to go seven. 
Man, I tell you what, um, how fun is that Philly team to watch, man? Like mm-hmm. all those just young studs, man. I mean, even JJ Redick is getting his. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that team is just fun to watch. Um, I I think that I think Philly gets Boston. And I think they get them in in six. I don't even think it'll make it to seven. Um, I I would say I would say maybe seven because of Brad Stevens, but I just think that Philly is just playing just out of their mind right now. I mean, Meek Mill is free. You got Allen Iverson on the you know calling stuff on the sideline. The whole city of Philadelphia is just on a high. I mean, you've got Villanova. You got you know, you got the Eagles winning a championship. I mean, the whole city of Philadelphia is on a high, and I think that they just continue to roll. And I think it'll be Philly in six. I think Embiid is just going to play out of his mind. Um, ben Simmons um, is is the next and coming of Magic Johnson. I mean, I just think he is just unreal um, as far as floor floor leadership. Um, and as far as uh, being able to get the ball to his stars, um, I, I really like this Philly team. Uh, I, but I like them. I like them in six. I think they'll get. I think they'll get Boston in six. But I would. Gosh, would I love to see Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving on the floor? Oh, it'd be fun, man. Gosh. Yeah. So. Like I said, Garbage Time is going to be our second show every week. We're going to kind of use this show to kind of talk about the things we miss. Since 48 Minutes records on Wednesday and we go up Friday, this will be our stuff that kind of covers the bases we don't cover on that show. Um, so this will be Ben and I each and every week. Don't forget about, obviously, 48 Minutes each and every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You will not have to subscribe to a second feed. This show will be on the same feed as that show. So you're going to get, like, get two times the Tim every week if you stay on this RSS feed. Like, yes, sir. No one's sad about that, right? Nope. Didn't think so. So, on behalf of Ben Brown, uh, thank you for doing this with me. I'm really excited oh, about man. this. You know, I'm sure we'll have to keep during the offseason, the crazy NBA offseasons that they are. Uh, yes. So, everyone have a good night, and thank you for tuning in to Garbage Time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.